0: Welcome back to Locker Room Dads, really fired up for today's guest. He can hit a golf ball further than a normal human being, and he could probably crush you with one of his insane workouts. Scott, welcome to the show, man.
1: Man, thank you guys for having me.
0: Dude, what's going on, man? I try to keep up with you on Instagram. You got a lot of stuff going. (laughs) I saw you just did a charity event in Tennessee. What to make uh, golf accessible to kids out there, right? How did that go?
1: It went great, man. We uh, we started this Kids Play Free program a few years ago and uh, it kind of took on a life of its own. Um, you know, people were just given a bunch of reasons not to play and we decided to try to create a program to, you know, make it as accessible as possible and, you know, we've got some unbelievable partners here in town and, uh, you know, happy to continue to, to have it grow. We had a couple uh, charity dinners uh, in my one random off week of the season and, uh, made the most of it and, uh, you know, back on the course doing our thing and just kind of life as a pro golfer.
0: That's (laughs) nice. No, that's really cool. So did you have, uh, a lot of people show up to the event? Was it successful? Did you raise a lot of money?
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, a little bit of that kind of stuff is more awareness as far as, you know, we sold out both nights and, and, and everything just more, just, you know, kind of creating, we started a program, um, you know, the very first year we did, uh, 28 rounds and, you know, three years later we're at about 30,000 so <laughs> and, I mean, truly man, the nice. whole the whole, stuff, go- man, yeah. the whole goal of the program is just to try to create a, an opportunity for an excuse for kids to get on a golf course and, you know what they do with it is kind of up to them and there's a bunch of programs that, you know we facilitate to try to you know, whatever they want to do in the game we have an access form and, you know, kind of whatever that looks like
0: Before we get into you being a dad, I mean, I did a little bit of research on you, and I saw that you met your wife in elementary school. So I don't know if this is... I mean, everything you see on the internet is true, but maybe
1: you can verify here (laughs) with this. Yes, I did. I've I've known my wife since we were five years old, Linden Elementary School, Oak Ridge, Tennessee. So uh, yes, we made it through the awkward stage, the... We had, a, uh, <laughs> we, we had a slight middle school romance, a, uh, a ill-fated high school romance, and now we've been married for uh, 15 years in August and have two kids.
0: <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Congratulations, man. Yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> so you're like, you're like a veteran dad right now. You're just in it. You, got, you have
1: two kids, right? Wait, yeah. Finn and Millie? Yeah, I have a nine-year-old son and a six-year-old daughter.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great, man. How were uh, how were the pregnancies along the way? Were, were they straightforward? Did you guys have any crazy complications?
1: Uh, no. Uh, it was super interesting in the fact of, like, you know, everyone with their first time, you know, kind of interesting. And, and I, I will caveat this, if any women sees it, like, <laughs> I understand that I did not physically have the child. Like, so when I say we, I say her. Like, Jen did this. And, you know, I don't want to be like, well, he didn't do anything. <laughs> so... My wife had the baby. I'm abundantly aware of that. She carried it to the, the full term. So we would kind of take care of all that. But um, we, you know, everything was, I guess, relatively seamless. I mean, she had to have C-sections, um, which, you know, not uncommon these days. But everything was great. She's yeah. she's as tough as they come and an incredible mom and, uh, you know, cool to kind of see with our crazy lifestyle how she just kind of manages That She's the, you know, the the team captain and, you know, kind of uh, organizational chaos is as the best way to describe it. I love that.
2: Yeah. So did, you've known your wife for quite some time. Did you know throughout the, your younger years that you were going to be a dad or that you wanted to be a dad or how did that come about?
1: I mean, like I have a great relationship with my dad, you know, he was super uh, influential, like, Just in life, I wouldn't necessarily say in my golf career, but I mean, I I guess eventually he did have incredible influence on it. I mean, he always just encouraged me that, you know, whatever I was doing, whether it was golf or baseball or kind of whatever I was doing, like just kind of put my best foot forward, never allowed me the opportunity to quit and, you know, kind of go when it got uncomfortable. But, you know, so I knew. You know, my wife and I always wanted to have kids. So, just, you know, bringing that whole element into the professional athlete's life of our travel schedule and kind of everything that goes along with that is just a yeah. man, there's a lot happening. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, checking in, yeah. checking no, in no, air, airports and kind of dealing with all that stuff when traveling with uh, just a circus is of you learn a lot about where you stand, and I've got an incredible partner alongside me to kind of help me through all that.
0: Yeah, you need that for sure. I mean, I see it in the NFL world. I mean, the guys that don't have that strong support system, like they suffer big time. Like you have to have a strong woman to take care of that household because if you don't, it is going to be hell. It's going to be (laughs) so hard like to raise a family and be comfortable and But, uh, man, I wanted to ask you, like, golfers don't have a home stadium. Like, football players, basketball players, baseball, blah, blah, blah. Like, they all have home stadiums. You guys are constantly going. Like, how do you manage just being on the road all the time?
1: I mean, honestly, I wouldn't know what it would like to have a home stadium. I mean, it's rare to have a place to play one event where you live or where you play or practice, which on tour, like, man, there's probably – 30, 40 guys a year that have access to something like that. But I would say to a certain extent, I mean, that's kind of what we know. I mean, you travel, you play, you, you know, you, you know, hotels, Airbnb, you know, everything in between. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is my 15th year as a pro and you know, 12th year or yeah, I don't know, whatever. I've been doing it for a long time. My 12th year on tour, (laughs) And so every travel scenario you can think of, um, I've done it. (laughs) Like, truly, planes, trains, automobiles. There was a single wide trailer involved in there (laughs) at some point. (laughs) Uh, Man, we've truly done it all. So, um, I mean, but it's kind of what we know. And, you know, I think if it was different than that, it would, you know, we'd adjust and go on. But, I mean, it's a unique sport that we play kind of all over. And, you know, it's kind of the what makes it what it is. Yeah. And I, I, it would be bizarre to only play in one place. Yeah, I
0: could see that. I could see that. If you're used to it and you've been doing it since college that way, it's probably second nature for you to do that, but yeah,
2: that's your normal.
0: Yeah. I've, I'm sure you have such a great routine with like the workouts and the family time. Like how do you balance everything? Is it something that you've just always done? And you've always been routine conscious and, uh, in in that sense or have you have you grown and adapted like as you got older with the kids and i'm sure things and phases of life change right along the way
1: yeah it's definitely phase of life i mean i was a guy that early in my career i didn't really know how to get away from the game you know i'd play six events in a row come back take like half a day off and next thing you know i'm back at the course and you know you just figure out a way to hate your job real fast and (laughs) um you know (laughs) so I, i just think that you know I you know, children and a family are, you know, I mean, a blessed distraction and just an opportunity to kind of get away. Mm -hmm. Cause I mean, my kids could, could care less if I win a tournament or, you know, miss a cup by a hundred, like, you know, it's still dad and, (laughs) and still kind of opportunity to, you know, to kind of show them that, you know, there there's a lot more than that score that I put in the box at, at the end of the day. And, um, you know, I, I truly, you know, I try to get my work done in an off week at, uh, completely around their schedule. And my wife's, you know, wake up early, train, try to get it all done before they wake up, be there kind of through the morning routine, take them to school, kind of get my practice stuff or, you know, anything like this kind of done during the day. I was telling Pat when we were trying to figure out a time, basically from About nine to two thirty, two forty-five is my time to get things done, and outside of that, I'm kind (laughs) of on their schedule. So, they my kids call me George. Yeah, my kids call me George the driver. So when I'm home, um, (laughs) I'm I'm going, and man, they are everywhere. We're baseball, track, soccer, and dance, and their their social calendars are we we limit them to two things at a time and they have to commit and, you know, kind of stick out whatever season that is, and then they can transition. They just can't stop in the middle. Um, you know, we're trying to teach what teammates are like, and especially yeah. it's weird trying to, because I don't really have a team sport, but I do have a team around me uh, that kind of helps mm-hmm. me kind of through, you know, the the day in, day out stuff. So, um, you know, that's kind of it. And, you know, but on the road, it's solely based off my schedule and kind of what we're doing with tournaments and traveling and stuff. So, when the kids weren't in school, they traveled, um, as much as I did. Um, you know, you see some, you know, little, you know, kids in car seats with, you know, gold platinum status on Delta. It's just very unique <laughs> to see them roll through there. Yeah. Uh, as far as just like we travel veterans and, um, you know, it's, a, it's a very unique lifestyle, but I'm very happy to, to have them have an opportunity to come with me on the road and, you know, Hopefully, you know, kind of be proud of the work that I do on and off the golf course and, you know, have them be a part of as much as I possibly can.
0: Uh, How many tournaments do they go to a year Do they Is it you guys plan it out on a calendar? Is it like month to month or you just try to set up your schedule in a way where like, hey, I'm going to hit this tournament, this tournament, and I'll be back. Or I'm sure there's some special tournaments that you want them there for, right?
1: Yeah. And when I say organizational chaos, like I truly mean that, like, Like my family was out two of the last three, which is kind of unique to this time of year based on spring break and travel and this and that. And we have some birthdays in there. And then, um, then like my family's coming out middle of next week when we play in Hilton head. And then, you know, it's just kind of literally everything. And we have a calendar at our house that is 365 days laid out in one, and it's all like taped off as far as my wife is very organized as far as our schedule. And I mean, we're, we're selfish with our family time and understanding of when we can all be together. And yeah. um, the kids like to see when there's a certain color tape that goes across when that means we're all together. And, um, uh, and, you know, they definitely look forward to that time. And then they have time where it's one-on-one where, you know, my wife and I, have the chance to have one kid at a time and, you know, kind of emphasize, especially with being a boy and a girl, I mean, they could not have more opposite personalities and, (laughs) um, you know, trying to prioritize, you know, things around, you know, their individual personalities and, you know, but I mean, our, our band of four together is, I mean, we've done everything and, you know, it's been, had some really, really cool experiences along the way.
0: Yeah. You just touched on that about having a boy and a girl. And I, I want to ask this if it's refreshing to have one of each, or if it's like way more complicated than everybody makes it seem, because I'm sure they have different interests, they have different personalities. I'm sure it's a good balance if I had to guess.
1: Yeah, very much so. I mean, I could not have the two more opposite kids. Um, you know my, my son's pretty level-headed, I mean super intellectual. I mean, he's I, I've, he's read more books in nine years of life than I've, and probably in the last year than I've read in my entire lifetime. Um, (laughs) And just the total opposite of like a kid that loves school, loves learning and and kind of that. And then our daughter is very much the complete opposite of that. As far as if we told her that like, she never had to go to school again, the rest of her life, she'd be like, sweet. And, you know, just, the, you know, outside of just their gender, but, you know, just the personalities that kind of go along with it, we kind of felt like we had a pretty good head on our shoulders as far as how to manage these kids. And then little Millie showed up and we're like, holy cow, we have no idea what we're doing. So, um, I mean basically once or twice a week, our son will come to us and be like, what are we going to do with her? And Uh. we're, we're all in this together trying to figure out, but we call her our team mascot and, I mean, she's like the best part of all of our personalities put in one and she kind of takes her own spin on life and uh, she definitely keeps us on our toes.
2: Yeah, Pat and I are like kind of getting ready for that next phase of like expanding the families and we both have daughters. And so we've talked about like, what's it going to look like if we both had, you know, two girls or a boy and a girl or whatever. And uh, I think for us, we've gotten used to having two girls just around each other because our daughters are always around. But I've always wondered, adding in a boy and seeing the differences, because obviously as they get older, their their stuff they like is Interest way different. 100%, yeah. Yeah. And uh, balancing that out, I've always thought would be so difficult, but it sounds like you've got it down pat.
1: I don't know if I have it down Pat. There's days <laughs> that, that I mean w- within a matter of seconds I could feel like the best parent that has ever parented and then literally like uh DCS is calling like we're <laughs> like <laughs> I mean literally <laughs> that could be in just a matter of just one conversation. Um uh, so and, and you know it is you know it, all parenting and, and life and marriage and everything has its challenges. And I think as long as you don't take yourself too serious in all matters of life and understand that you don't have it all figured out. And, and you know, we operate in a house of grace and, and understanding that, you know, we're all in this together and we're all going to make mistakes and we're going to love each other through it. And, you know, there's going to be hard times and great times and kind of everywhere in between. And, you know, as that whole process begins, you know, we're all in this together because that, that, this is all we got, and yeah. I said, if we, if we can't figure it out amongst the four of us, then we're pretty screwed. <laughs> so we, <laughs> and we, and we, we try to resonate that with our kids and we've got an unbelievable support system here in Knoxville where we live, but ultimately like we're a pretty tight knit group of the four of us. And as my daughter, if she saw this, she'd be like, well, we have five cause she considers our dog like the fifth part of our family. So <laughs> we, we have a 18 month old golden doodle. And I mean, Yeah, that was your house is rocking then, huh? Yeah. It it it, it is but six thirty in the morning, you better come correct. Like it is rolling. (laughs) So I got back from I got stuck in Atlanta on my connection back from San Antonio on Sunday, and I didn't get home until about two in the morning. And you better believe six thirty in the morning, blonde fury was running down the stairs, jumping (laughs) on our bed, (laughs) ready to roll. And I was just like and Jen, my wife's name's Jennifer. She tapped me on the shoulder. She's like, "Buckle up, Dad. It's going to be a bumpy ride." And it's just like, <laughs> man, it was just the hell of a day. <laughs> we had tr- track meet. The weather was actually pretty good. I normally don't practice at, a day after a tournament, but it was like, man, this weather is sick. Like I need to kind of get out there, and get some work in. And then like seven o'clock, the track meet and I, I'm just totally dragging. And my daughter <laughs> is just pure, like ready to rage. Oh. And, and my son's doing track and like ready to roll. It's like, man, this is not for the faint of heart.
0: <laughs> no, I, I believe that because a lot of the guys were express that to me, like you better buckle up, especially when we go coast to coast games and mm-hmm. we do a night night game, like say in Seattle. And then we fly back and in the morning, the routine doesn't stop. Like the kids yeah. are going to wake up. You better best believe like you're not going to get as much sleep as you actually need. But now I know why coffee exists. I oh really do like.
1: <laughs> yeah. My, yes. uh, my my wife made coffee on Monday morning and she's like, I feel like I should just pour this on you. Like th- that that would be, I'm going to make you one to drink and one to just dump on your head. And an intravenous uh,
0: drip. In yes. IV, just straight into this. Yes.
1: Yeah. Most of the time I try to keep a pretty good, you know, keen on like how much I'm taking in. Um, just cause I definitely have that, like, Oh man, I've had like five cups. I'm good. And then next thing you know, you go practice and it's like, (laughs) but, um, probably good in like football and like, you know, really like high intense sports golf. Not so much. Right. Um, You gotta be level. Yeah. But yeah, caffeine exists. Uh, whoever created coffee is probably a parent of multiple children. And, uh, (laughs) so I'm very thankful for it.
0: No, me too. (laughs) I can, I can attest to that too. Um, You talked about a little bit of grace and patience a little while back. We haven't really talked about this. And I think it's really interesting for the listeners out there. What was it like for you to get your son potty trained? I mean, that's a huge hurdle, huge milestone that a lot of parents are probably like really frustrated with.
1: How is it for your family to get potty trained? we're definitely incentive based parenting when it comes to that, <laughs> and the opportunity that man boys are so much easier than girls because they can truly go and pee anywhere, and uh, probably to a fault. You know, we try to encourage that when he had to go, it was time to go, and you know, we tried that. My daughter and my daughter literally tried to use the bathroom in the middle of a fairway at a tournament, which. <laughs> And hindsight is hilarious, but in the moment my wife is terrified. Um so and, and still wait, this, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah, I kinda wanna <laughs> hear the story. So she just like ripped down the pampers and she just she just Yeah, went. we we were we were in the process and we were always like, Hey, if you need to go, like it's it's like you need to let us know in time and like we'll get you to a spot. But this one event I think has traumatized my daughter from Porta Potties forever. You know, because my son doesn't really, you know, obviously boys don't sit down to pee or whatever, and and you know, kind of go. So she always wanted to kind of, she saw her brother, and next thing you know, she's like, well, I want to go like that, and it just doesn't work like that. <laughs> and we were doing a charity event, and we were doing this workout in New Jersey, um, and we had a bunch of people out and doing it. My daughter was, you know, there with my wife, and the next thing you know, she was given that like little kind of waddle where you could tell they're trying to find a place to land. And <laughs> and, and, and you can see, like, the squat going down, and like every parent's worst nightmare. It's like, oh, it's about to happen. And it was right in the middle of this uh, fairway. And <laughs> next thing you know, you see my wife just full sprint and just drag my daughter off into the this band of porta potties and trees and Lord knows whatever had taken place and gone on. And, you know, that, that was... Oh. Uh, a unique experience to say the least but we have been back to that course and we took her as like you and she doesn't run I mean she was so small but my son's like that's where she did it <laughs> hazard in the fairway right yeah. your
0: son's old enough right to recognize yeah. that know that yeah yeah for sure but uh touching on finn uh what was it like having a boy were you were you thrilled were you the type of day like you know what whatever comes out comes out and whatever's healthy is healthy. And I'm, I'm happy with that. Or are you like, I want a boy. I want him to follow my footsteps. I want him to be a golfer.
1: Like what was your take on, uh, no, no, I could care less. I was all about health. My wife, uh, especially with the C-section with the first, like that was a bit unnerving. And then you realize that, man, they do literally thousands of these a day. Like this is not the first C-section that's ever happened in life. Um, just like, you know, my son was not the first boy that was ever born on earth, you know, <laughs> we're definitely not the parents that kind of operate like that. Um, but I, I, I was very much like the, the sex of the child was sort of irrelevant to me. My wife and my, the health of the child was the priority and, and whether my kids play golf or play sports or whatever, like, you know, that is t- to be honest, a little bit irrelevant. I will encourage them to be as, as. A much a part of what I do as they want to be and, you know, have them kind of follow their own path. So we try to introduce them to as many things as possible. I mean, Grant, they'll always have access to golf, but I mean, just seeing a lot of kids that are a little bit older, kind of in a similar situation, kind of feel forced out of obligation because mm-hmm. of what their mom or dad does for a living. And I mean, my parents were, were great with that as far as with, with me and my sister and, you know kind of letting us kind of forge our own way and they were super supportive along the way I and mean, that's kind of the way that my wife and i operate with our kids and and no, to me, I, and, and yeah. to be and to be honest the golf course is truly not safe with my daughter on it like no one is safe so it's probably better served that she works in some type of combative sport um where she could just let loose and and go from there. Golf is way She came up to me. We had this real sweet video um, that the tour reposted and stuff in San Diego. I had this brutal hole. I played awful. I made like a, it felt like I made a hundred on it. Like it was like the hole that never ended. And she just happened to be there and just like pure instinct came up and just gave me this big, huge hug. And it was incredible. Like, I mean, I'm having a bad day. I pull up this video. We had a friend of ours that just happened to be at the right place at the right time totally impromptu and she just came and gave me a hug after just a brutal (laughs) hole and everyone was talking about how sweet and supportive and this and that and literally like probably two holes later she was like waving over like come over to the ropes after i hit which is totally weird for her i mean to like bring attention to herself in the middle of a round but like trying to get my attention and she comes over and she's like your job is so boring (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so uh Yikes. Yeah, yeah we definitely have our moments of like true sweetness and like brutal honesty so uh, she's like a, a perfect uh, candidate and my son's super you know somewhere in the middle he came and watched me play in tampa uh a few weeks ago and he's kind of like a nine holer and then like all right I check the box love you dad I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to go do something else and he was in this like area <clears throat> excuse me of like kind of like coming off the eighteenth where it's kind of sectioned off for kids and you know where they can do autographs and different things like that. And my son, I see him kind of in the in the line and I'm like, what in the world? Like he never does this. And the two other guys in our group are younger and they don't have kids and my caddy's like, What's Finn doing? And I like, I have no idea. So we start walking up through this and we're getting ready to go uh to the other side of the course and he's like got his fist out like ready to give a pound and I'm like okay I'm pounding and I was like what's up man he's like I'm out of here going to the pool (laughs) and and, uh, I'm like okay and I just and the guys in my group are like how old are you (laughs) <laughs> and i mean they're 20, 24 20 23 and 24 years old and they're like i've told them i was 37 and i basically told them i'm like a second away from like a wheelchair and you know being like a <laughs> some, some type of one of those motorized carts for just getting me around the course and um uh, but just a surreal like full dad moment of like i mean that's kind of where we're at i mean he came out walked the course and you know, was out there a little bit with my wife and kind of saw what he needed to see. And he's like, all right, there's other things I want to be doing right now.
0: <laughs> you know, you know what you should do. You should go to one of his events when he's like a teenager. Anybody call him over and be like, Hey, Finn, I'm you going to the pool. time. I'm yeah. out my boy.
1: I'm going to the pool. <laughs> see you bro. <laughs> yeah. See you bro. I'll so see you at he, home. Yeah. He's got, he's in full baseball mode right now. And I mean, I, I try to be as a part of it as much as possibly can with my schedule. So we were over there and I mean, I'm, I, I think in the nature of playing a sport at the highest level and you know, maybe you guys can resonate with some side of that. Like I am as competitive as one person can possibly be in my job, but I would say in other aspects of my life, I am the complete opposite. It's like almost compartmentalize that part. And like this baseball game, like I'm cheering for everybody. Like I just (laughs) want everyone to have a good time, like everyone to do well, like the, the, the other team, and like all the boys on our team are like they're, they're they're winning. I was like, man, we're, everyone's doing great, like this and that, and my son's just wearing me out. He's like, You're even cheering for them. I'm like, buddy, i'm just like I'm just ready for everyone to come out here and like there's enough time to like grind and be competitive in life. You' all are nine, come out here and have a yeah. good time and kind of go from there and and you know, I don't know, maybe just the the nature of you know playing something at the highest level, maybe makes or breaks it for you a little bit, but just seeing like there's so much emphasis put on just the competitive side at such an early age and like, man, y'all should enjoy it to the fullest extent of what it is. And I mean, there's plenty of time when this is going to get competitive and like, it's going to come down to the nitty gritty, but right now it ain't it.
2: No, I completely agree on that actually. So I I coached little league with uh, one of my good friends and we coached his son. Um, Some of the parents get so into it. And I, I just didn't understand. We're coaching like 12 year old kids. I'm like, dude, you struck out. Great. You know, you're going to come up to bat again. Who cares? Like, we're out here trying to have a good time. Like, I mean, yeah, it's great if you win, but like, it's a who, great... who freaking cares you're 12 years old? Yeah. <laughs>
0: like... No, I think it's a great message that Scott said, though, yeah. because I see it in the professional world, too, where yeah. some guys are like, no, my kid's going to be the next blah, blah, blah. Like, he's going to be the next Michael Jordan. Listen, just let them pick what they want. Yeah. Like, I'm not telling you how to parent, but let them have fun. Let them explore different sports and, and figure things out. But I think it's a great message for dads out there that are, like, trying to get their kids into sports so they don't know what to do. And having a professional athlete at the top level, mm-hmm. just saying, you know what? Just let them have fun. They'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Don't, yeah. don't push anything too hard on them. Yeah, the
1: misconception is like, oh, you got your son on the course? And I'm like, if he wants to, like, great. Yeah, <laughs> But, like if he wants to go do something else, like I'm ready to do that. Like, you know, they're like, my job does not dictate, you know, their, you know, whatever they choose to do. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's their decision. I will help facilitate and be a part of it as much as possibly can, but you know, there will be like accountability based off the decisions that they make and stuff like that, but, and nothing but encouragement but to the when it comes to the decision-making process that is up to them you know as far as yeah. what they become passionate about and kind of going from there but it but it is hilarious like little league parents golf parents <laughs> everything and it's like well, what, what would you tell what would you tell my kid and i was like well i'll tell your kid to go out there and just have a time of their life and and enjoy it and and they're like well well, they do this and they do that it's like well that didn't sound very enjoyable to me and like i'm i'm literally one of the best in the world at this so you know i wouldn't do that yeah uh, um so i just think to try to gain some fresh perspective is like and and i understand as a parent you want nothing more than the best for your child and then to be successful as best as they possibly can to the highest extent of whatever they put their best foot forward. And I I totally understand that as a parent, but I truly think that in a competitive environment, especially dealing with sports or school or anything like that, it just has to be a, a just a fully understood thing as far as like, man, we don't have this all figured out and we're going to go out there and, and try to figure it out all together. And, you know, kind of going from there there's there's plenty of time to grow from being an adult later on in life but going back and being a kid i think there's all times you know you guys could probably resonate with this too like remember when you first started playing your sport as a kid and you look back it's like man i remember i love this part and kind of figuring out how to make that part of your everyday life with your job and you know kind of fall in love with the game all over again
0: yeah i think that's big especially for me when i look back it's like friday night lights in high school Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, I just wish I can go back for one game and just really enjoy it. Because sometimes you get all stressed out about the next level and the colleges that you're going to go to or you're touring. Is there a scout in the stands? It's like, if I could just go back and just enjoy that, like, that's what I would tell my high school self. You know what I mean? So I think it's good that you can actually mentor parents, if you will, because they obviously look up to you like, they're like, man, Scott's kids having a great time out there. Like, and you got this guy, Bill, yelling at his kid on the fence. Like just Bill, calm down. <laughs> you need to calm down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, then, okay. then you go to the sidelines and, and you get the comment, like, you're not mad that, that they just lost. I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, like I want them to do well, but I'm more allowed the just like the learning experience that kind of comes along with it. When I do a junior event, I do a parent's meeting and I do a kid's meeting and they're not together so like the kids get to ask me basically anything that they want and the parents get to ask anything they want. And most of the time it's like, well, my dad told me I should do this. What do you think? And then, well, I told my kid told me they should do this. What do you think? And and none of them are bad or, I mean, a lot of it in that area is kind of like what you're talking about, like college and, and coaching and, you know, what kind yeah. of puts a kid in, in the best and it's all well-intentioned, but I think for the most part of trying to like, you know, you're, I think you resonate with a little bit better. Like as a parent, you can kind of understand where they're coming from. And so some of the questions and comments, especially in those meetings get like, I wish I, I'm going to start writing them down. Cause they're pretty great. You probably write a book. For Scott sure. Stallings questions with
2: yeah.
0: kids and dads yeah for the parents. <laughs> um, but I want to transition real quick. I don't know if a lot of our listeners know that you're a bit of a workout phenom like you're a gym rat I mean you're sponsored by Noble you're probably the first guy on tour to do so right um you just Mm -hmm. did a huge event with him on the players uh championship what walk us through what was that like like I saw from afar on Instagram and things you did it was something on the course right it looked like an obstacle course you
1: were doing (laughs) like runs and jumping jacks and burpees and I was like this guy Scott gets it yeah I had to get a shout out to Mac Jones we're giving him our time he's a fellow Noble guy uh, Patriots quarterback so we did some things with the USO there in Jacksonville with the players championship and had a um, just a kind of chance to advocate on the half of the tour and the military community so we did like a boot camp style workout and it was funny some of the military guys were like man we we thought we were gonna do something different and we we're like well we were trying to do something that kind of based on what you're doing it's like <laughs> oh well I mean everyone was great and you know, kind of to, to bring some brand awareness of Noble and the tours relationship, The they signed a thing that became the official uh, training and footwear apparel brand of the tour, which is super cool. And I'm proud to be affiliated with, you know, kind of how that whole relationship came to be. But it was uh, a unique thing to kind of bring a, a football, a golfer, military and, you know, kind of put it basically put it on the world stage in front of a lot of different people at a PGA tour event. So it was super unique. That's cool. Do a lot of people come up to
0: you and be like, what does noble mean? Is that like
1: your, yeah. your slogan? It, like... It, it, is a, it is amazing. I mean, obviously the brand has become more and more and more popular, but especially anyone that sees me like physically, it, you know, they see Noble and they, they immediately go to like, uh, are, is this like a vegan thing or like you don't eat meat or like what, like what, or you just like have Noble in your life or whatever. And then, you know, it's a, like, you know, it's a, it's a training brand. And, You know based in new england and this and that so it is hilarious some of the comments you hear are just like walking through like a gallery and it's like oh man this this guy means business he has just no bull and then next thing you know people (laughs) people people affiliate with the brand and so it's uh you know we got to do a better job as far as getting the brand out there and kind of putting it you know in front of people where they kind of understand what it's about but it's a cool story to tell and you know, I couldn't be more proud to be affiliated with them and, you know, kind of their relationship just in golf and, you know, all sports in general.
0: No, it's, it's an amazing brand. I love their stuff. I don't know if you have any apparel yet, but you need to get on that. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm about to get on that
2: one. I've seen all the stuff <laughs> Pat's gotten. It's pretty sweet.
0: But uh, dude, I, I really want to ask you this, like as a professional golfer, you have to have a favorite uh, tournament that you play in a favorite golf course. Uh, is there one that sticks out that you're like, yes, this is like my favorite course of all time or one that would I would play 10 times over?
1: Uh, probably Memorial is the one that sticks out. That was the first time I ever met Jack Nicklaus. Um, obviously it's master's week. So Augusta Nash sticks out. I've been fortunate to play two masters and, you know, that's probably the, the one that sticks in everyone's mind, but from a player's perspective, to see, you know, one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time, just be super hands on there in Dublin at Muirfield is, you know, you know, the first time I met Jack Nicholas, he was completely covered in dirt. And because he was helping redo a bunker on the 17th green. And I was like, man, literally this guy's on Mount Rushmore of golf and he is as yeah. filthy as he possibly could be because he didn't like the way the bunker did. So he took a shovel to it and fixed it himself.
0: Wow,
1: that's like, awesome. All right, this is my guy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> amazing. So, that's a cool story, man. And just oh. kind of ha- had a chance to, to see that. So that one always kind of sticks out. And every time I see Mr. Nicholas at the event, I ask him, It's was like, you been digging any more bunkers? And <laughs> he just starts laughing. He just was happy. He, I guess he, he had asked him to do a couple different things, and they did it the way that he didn't like it. And he said, well, I'm just going to get in there and do it myself.
0: Sometimes you gotta do that. Yeah. You get your hands dirty and do it yourself. Whatever it takes. But it, sure. it being Masters Week, I, I do wanna ask because I train at uh Joey D's here in Jupiter, Florida. So you got like JT, Dustin Johnson, like all those guys. And they talk about the course and you've played it, so you would know. There are some blind shots, right? Like you literally can't see the green and like the hills are just so high. I've never been, but I'm just asking a professional, I guess, here, like What is it like for like a bystander at the course? I hear you can't even find a piece of trash. Everything is beautiful. It's green. It's lush. Like, is that true? No cell phones, right? Very old school.
1: Yeah, it's just, a. I mean, it's definitely like the highest level of golf personified in terms of, you know, professional presentation, you know, uh, golf courtesy, you know, kind of everything that goes along with golf at the highest level. And it's just beautiful. Like, I mean, you see more people there just to look around at the scenery and, you know, obviously people were there for the event, but they're just, you can kind of get taken in the, just everything that goes along with it, which is pretty incredible. But you know, the, the thing that sticks out to everyone is the undulation of like, you know, go from the highest to the lowest, you know, I don't know the total feet change, but I mean, you start walking down the hill on 10 and you're, you realize and then you start look back up to the T you're like, man, we have moved around this place
0: <laughs> yeah you probably have like that fitbit on too and it tells you all the data and stuff you're like that guy you're like that tech workout nut i know you are
1: i know you are <laughs> i don't know it'd be interesting i did a thing uh last week where we're trying to figure out how many steps that we take in a week um and someone asked me that and i'm like i have no idea so i, I had my uh garmin kind of kept it with me all week and Next thing you know, we probably walk somewhere between eighty and hundred miles a week. I mean, yeah. yeah, we're pretty much like endurance athletes. I yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean that—that's <laughs> really, that's impressive, though. I mean, that is a lot to walk in one week. Gosh,
0: you would yeah. kill your opponent on uh, the Apple Fitness. Like, <laughs> yeah. my wife does that with all like her friends and stuff, and yeah. I'm like, they're like, she's like, oh my god, I got to like ten more calories to beat my friend. And, that would be hilarious lapse
1: it, in the room yeah yeah my <laughs> oh, a bunch of the guys that i'm in like some whoop groups or Garmin or whatever they t- they say that tournament weeks don't count i'm like well i, I mean then i'm discounted from like life <laughs> right <laughs> uh, so because they're like look at your strain and they look at your sleep and they're look at your all these different things where you can kind of combine like all the health data into one and they're like oh scott's playing in a tournament like he doesn't count and so like they just go the calendar weeks of the ones that I'm home and then the ones that I'm on the road, and the ones that I'm on the road don't count. That's
0: cool. That's really cool. Um, do I, I have to ask another golf question? Like, have you, <laughs> you've obviously had a hole in one, right? I have a, a few of like, them. That's awesome. That's all. Awesome. Is it, what is like the percentage of that happening? So like you've played X amount of years of golf and you've had how many holes in one? Nine. <laughs> that's awesome.
1: So, so I have played 12 years on tour and I've had four on tour. So that's awesome. Um, okay. It's not a Could, lot. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. I mean, they're pretty rare to come by though. So, I mean, having one is cool. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Four on tour is pretty awesome. I'm still waiting on that. So waiting on that Everyone's random like out. every time someone says like, oh yeah i've had a hole in one i'm like oh how was the how was the tee shot though
1: like oh it was awful like it hit a tree bounced like on the bunker and rolled it i'm like yeah okay my, my first one i ever had I, I bladed it and it hit like up in the flag and it went down and uh went down in the hole like the shot was awful oh, and it just geez. like total blackout like luck and so dude doesn't matter how you get them for yeah. sure. <laughs> Take what you can get, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, all right. Last golf question. How do you pick your caddy? Pat wanted uh, to
2: ask this one, badly. Cuz I'm
0: like, is it like your buddy? Like I see like there, Dustin there Johnson like has his
1: brother carrying the bag and I'm like, yeah, okay, that's a rarity. Yeah, there's everything in between. There's a lot of there's more family out there than you think. Um, you know, in some form or fashion, there's uncles, there's brothers, there's cousins, there's you know, all sorts of different things. I've had my caddy for almost seven years. Um, He's from Dallas and, you know, caddied on tour for, I think this is 25 or 26 years for him. So he's a, he's a good, but I mean, at this point, I mean, he's become part of our family and, you know, I mean, I spend more time with him than I spend with anyone. So there's a personality aspect. There's uh, a respect aspect as far as what, what you do on and off the golf course and, and, you know, you know, there's a lot that kind of goes into it and for sure and truly like how much you can tolerate being around another person (laughs) you know i I can definitely be the first person to say that i'm not the easiest person to spend a of time with especially in a competitive environment so you know trying someone that can kind of manage that i think him and my wife have come to jesus meetings as far as like how are we going to deal with him (laughs) so this week yeah yeah they uh, they kind (laughs) of go back and forth as far as, well, I think we should do this. And then I think we should do this. So between the two of them, they got to figure it out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like spending a lot of time with someone like a long snapper or yeah. a kicker. I mean, like that's what my equivalent is, is like, you're around them 24 seven. Like all the other boys are doing the drills and the hitting and we're like sitting there doing our own thing. So I can imagine like how close you are with your caddy. Um, that's why I was like super interested. And I'm sure a lot of the people are like, I don't know, they probably just like pick them through like uh, I don't know, like uh, a search engine, like, yeah. Yeah, find a cat, yeah, find a cat. I don't know.
1: Yeah. No, there's a little, but there's a, there's a little bit more that goes to that.
0: Definitely seems like it. Um, but to finish off here, we wanted to ask: Do you have a favorite vacation that you took to kids, the family, like one that sticks out? One that you're like, I would definitely do again. Or maybe one that you're like, you know what? I probably won't do that again.
2: Yeah, recommend or don't. I've
0: heard recommend. both things with Disney. Like Josh is a huge Disney family. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to go to Disney unless I have to.
1: Yeah, we we have had that conversation. We just did Disney with my daughter birthday. We played Bay Hill in Orlando and did that. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, I mean, you want to talk about buckling up. I mean, <laughs> you know, thankfully they have a couple of those uh, – like Epcot and Hollywood studios that kind of maybe somewhat appeal to the adult side based on yeah. the, the beverage situation can kind of appeal through to get you through the day. Um, but, uh, I mean, drink around the world. Oh yeah. Uh, Epcot. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Epcot's great.
1: <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. Every, every parent that has been like, that has done the week at Disney and you're like, you've been to Epcot. And then everyone kind of like oh, gives yeah. the week. It's <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you better get the uh, Epcot. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I, I, I could take Disney or leave it. I love you know, seeing the the first timer as far as just the whole experience of seeing the princess or seeing the superhero or kind of whatever that mm-hmm. is. So, I mean, it kind of brings out the look kid in you. I mean, as much as we travel home is our vacation. And, I mean, we took some unbelievable, like, little one- and two-day trips during, uh-huh. during covid I mean, we had built a house in here in Knoxville in 2019, and I, during quarantine and kind of everything, I lived in this house more in that time than I had lived in any home of ours in the last five years combined. So while, yeah, I that, I mean, yeah. while that changed life for everyone as we know it, and kind of will ever be identified as that time of our lives that, you know, life as we knew changed forever but in some form or fashion, it was just an unbelievable time for our family where, you know, we were kind of self-sufficient. We were all together and, you know, kind of figured out like what what the next step of our lives were going to look like. And, you know, maybe not the answer you're exactly looking for, but for someone (laughs) that travels 250 days a year, like my house is I'm dialed in, like, no. that's where, that's where I want to be. And, and I, I basically want to be, if I'm not at home, I'm going to be in an off week. I'm going to try to be wherever my kids are at or where my wife yeah. is at and, you know, wherever they are is good enough for me and no, I get kind of manage it from there. You know, that's, that's good advice
2: regardless of whether you're a pro athlete or someone who just works a lot or travels for work. I mean, being able to come home and get the family time is the most important part. For sure, at the end of the
1: day, that's all that matters. Yeah, I was giving. Go ahead. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. I was giving a hard time about my Monday coming back, but I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like I was, like I was figuring out a way to get home from the airport at two in the morning, whether it was walking, because that little girl was coming in at six thirty looking for me. (laughs) You know, and I mean, that was going to be a hard thing to explain to a six-year-old that dad said he wasn't going to be there or dad said he was going to be there and he wasn't. And Mm -hmm. so I was, I was going to run home if I needed to, because literally as a parent of someone that doesn't get to experience that very much, that 630, good morning, good morning, mom, good morning, dad, and come and just jump in bed and all just ready to snuggle and I mean, that's the stuff that'll get you through a tough day. And I mean, she did it this morning, uh, got up, got my workout in showered just enough to like sneak in, just sneak back in bed, like right before she comes in so she could come in and that's exactly what she's looking to do. And I mean, I mean, that'll just melt you inside. Like I don't care how tough you are and, you know, just kind of see you from there. So I mean, definitely one of my favorite things to experience is as a parent and, you know, makes you try to, you know, spend as much time as you possibly can at home, just because of how sweet that time is. Yeah, girl, dads, man.
0: Oh yeah,
2: special they're, breed, yes talented. They're, they're,
1: <laughs> they're, Love it. They
0: break you down, man. Oh, they will. <laughs> um, but this is a question we like to end on here. We we, Josh probably wears out Disney Plus a little bit too much in his household. <laughs> like it's on repeat. He's it like, is. you're big Moana. You're a big Encanto, um, Encanto family. What do you guys crush in the house? Are you like a Disney Plus family or Netflix? You're probably way over the Cocoa Melon
1: thing. I mean, that was insane. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, we, thankfully, we avoided that. But, man, we were on the first part. My kids are maybe a little bit older than yours. So we did. My Thankfully, my daughter didn't because it had already been canceled. But, man, Caillou is the worst show I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. Like, I literally, I don't know who created it, but that was an evil human. Um, but... I could see Caillou as being a reason why ki- why parents why adults didn't choose to have kids because because uh, that, that. Uh, because of, of that one show but man it is a cool time like my son is you know he's Harry Potter, Star Wars like superheroes stuff like that. My daughter's like literally every princess like every little girl on earth so a happy medium and now like her starting to understand that they're girl superheroes and like Princess Leia in Star Wars and she gets a lightsaber. So she's kind of down cool. on that. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. I, but I mean, still like you throw a Conto on or anything frozen or well, I mean, she's down, but also like you sit there and, you know, see black widow or, or some type of anything that girl, and she's just like roughing somebody up. She's loving that too. So, you know, <laughs> a little bit, maybe more, I like the little kid stuff and part of the bigger kid stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, Anything along those lines, we're ready to roll at any time.
0: Nice. Well, this dude, this has been an awesome podcast. I mean, what I've taken from it is if you have an older son, a younger daughter, your daughter's probably going to be one tough female yeah. chick out there. She's going to yeah. be yeah, taking well, no BS from anybody.
1: Yeah, no I mean, I, 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 yeah, <laughs> whoever, yeah, they whoever deals with her for the rest of her life better buckle up because they are. <laughs> <laughs> better be you know you gotta be dumb or tough well and you might as well be both if you're gonna deal with her so we're we're man every single day she makes us better than we were the day before so and I think any parent can kind of look at that as far as you know just the way that they raise their children and kind of go from there I mean you kind of grin and bear it some days and some days it's like man what we get ourselves into and the other days like man this I couldn't imagine life any other way but you know Definitely the one of the biggest blessings you can have in life is being a parent. And you know, we're definitely very fortunate to have two great kids and an unbelievable partner to kind of help through this crazy yeah. life of ours.
0: Absolutely, man. The dadhood. <laughs> dad <hood>. We're a <laughs> gang us. out there. It all unites us, baby. But Scott, dude, we appreciate your time. Thank you for jumping on the pod and good luck the rest of golf season, man. More holes yeah, and ones coming your way. Thank you. Yeah,
1: the, the season that never ends. <laughs> we play forever. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys for having me on.
2: Locker Room Dads is brought to you by Stormhouse Brewing. South Florida's best pint and bite is located in sunny North Palm Beach. Whether you're looking for a great craft beer, delicious food, or watching your favorite team, they're always brewing the perfect storm. And Coach First. Coach First is a fully integrated app that is designed for athletes and coaches alike. Whether you want to book your next training session or take your coaching to the next level, Coach First is the app for you. Find them on the App Store and sign up today.